This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. All right, so welcome to the War Room, Ben. It is great to have you on the show today. Fantastic. My pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I always love having fellow veterans on the show whenever I can, you know, to showcase, uh, you know, all the other skills and things that most people just miss, right? And there's tons of lessons to be learned from our veteran community. And, you know, let's face it, the success rates in business of veterans are far higher than others because of, you know, sheer grit and will. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as uh, my good friend uh, Robert Kiyosaki says, some rebar. <laughs> rebar, exactly. Some rebar, right? So, Great way to put it, yep. Um, anyway, so why don't you give the audience just a 30-second uh, introduction about yourself and who you are and what your superpower is, Ben? You bet. My name is Ben Morley. I am living in Washington State. That's where I'm from. I grew up on a small island off of the coast up by uh, Canada. I uh, attended the U.S. Air Force Academy, graduated from there after playing football and running track, and went off to become a pilot. And I was a pilot in the Air Force for 27 years, flying everything from premature babies to classified cargo to live animals to the president's limousine all around to all seven continents and had a wonderful time doing so. And after a 27-year career, I got out. And right now, I help work with companies that they have problems and they're wanting to grow revenue. I create bespoke solutions to those problems to help them solve them and grow revenue to make them better prepared for the next chapter. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. There's a lot of synergy for something like that in that transition area of, you know, uh, military to military to the civilian life, because I don't know how it is now, but when I retired, you know, boots to business, all these things. It was just, it was not good. It really wasn't good. The, And I took advantage of most of the transitioning things that they had, and it just wasn't that impressive, right? It just, maybe I expected too much out of it, but uh, it didn't really prepare you for stepping out of that uniform at all. <laughs> no, it did not. And I, I concur with you. I, I had felt the longing to do something else. I felt like a size 10 foot in a size nine shoe at this point. I'd loved what I'd done in my career, but I felt that I was a little bit past my sell by date and I needed to do something else. But what that was, I was not sure. And to find those to help bridge the gap, like what you're saying within the confines of the base, it was it, it was okay. But like what you said, it was not sufficient. And I think looking back now, and like what you have with a lot of your guests here, is to look at the skills and aptitudes that have been honed through the time in the service that translate beautifully to the business, but maybe we don't have any language for that. 
like there's five seasons in life, right? There's winter, spring, summer, fall, and transition. But most of us do not have a language for transition, so we don't do very well in it. So we're looking backwards to the previous, or we're looking forward. And, and we, we, so we, we don't have a language for where we're going, but we don't want to go back to where we've been. And so it's trying to find these voices like this podcast and what you serve with them to, to show you do have skills and you will be able to provide great value outside of the uniform. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I'm curious as to, you know, you know, your story and your, the footprints you walked in, you know, going all the way back to when you were a kid. Did, I mean, did you come from a family of entrepreneurs or military or? I did not. No, no. My, my father was a pilot with the Northwest Airlines. He was in the first 747 class and I grew up banging around in the airport, hanging out with him, but I did not think of that to be a career mindset until I was a junior in high school, I had learned about these service academy things that paid your tuition. And well, that sounds good because I was just going to go to the local college with the rest of my class. Monkey see, monkey do, right? So I was just mm. going to go to, I, I had, I didn't know. And so I'd learned about these academies. And so I ripped out the perforated three by five card in the back of the catalog and sent it in. And that's what started that entire journey. Nice. And to, to, to learn about a different perspective. It doesn't need to be just A or B. There's other options as well, too, and finding that language and finding those voices. And so that's what led me that way. And so through the military career, I I think along the way, as we grow and evolve, I, I did not, to answer your question, have entrepreneurs in my family. But the question became not so much, what do I want to do, but rather, how do I want to live? Yeah. And that reframes the question. And the entrepreneurial, like you have on many guests here, answered that question. Now, how I was going to get there, I did not know. <laughs> but I knew that's how I wanted life to look for, for me and my family. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, looking back then, right. Was there a lot of influence that kind of pushed you that direction from your, from your folks or, you know, like I grew up in, you know, my mom ran a diner. She ran, she ran a video store in town. She ran a, clothing store in town. My dad was a farmer, you know, so I grew up with that, but they never, ever pushed me to that. Right. right. So yeah. it just kind of like happened, <laughs> but I always had like this little, you know, the little bug that just saying, you know, are you on the right path? Are you on the right path? Right. And life leads us where we need to go. I truly believe that, but you know, were there influencers that kind of brought you, do you think, where you are today? There were. And sometimes they don't come to light until later on when those seeds start to germinate. You know, when there came a point of how long am I going to do this? The military is phenomenal. It's great. I can tell you what I was going to make, what my vacations are going to be, when I'm going to get time off. You're kind of protected and insulated from what's going on in the world events and business. But by default, if I say yes to this, I'm saying no to the rest of life options, right? Mm -hmm. And by staying in it to earn whatever the retirement is, and there's no judgment, it's just an observation, you're burning time, right? Time is not a renewable, time is not wind and solar and, ge solar and geothermal, 
time is oil and gas, right? It's used up and gone. So with that, as I started to look at how I wanted to live, it was the entrepreneurial mindset that came to mind. Wow, that's fantastic. It gives you the ability to set your own boundaries, like what you're saying, to see what your family did. And probably like what you said, it's not all up and to the right on the graph, metaphorically. It's it's down and to the left and learning the mistakes. And so many of your guests have said so too, is we we can look at the bright shiny at the end, but you you miss sometimes the journey that it took them on the long, dark night of the soul, right? To get there. (laughs) And are you willing to make that transition and take that step? So- it was a it was a full package that started that conversation is looking at that's the end result that I want to go to and just trying to find the right voices and mentors to help me along the way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I always find it fascinating that I mean, I know a lot of veteran business owners. And, you know, I met uh this is Ron, I think his name was. And he was a logistics officer. And you know, he always said, you know, you got the glory side of the military, which is, you know, special ops, the infantry guys, the all those, right? And then you got everybody else. You right. know, he was a logistics officer. And it really, that's what pushed him to start. Uh, it's called the uh, Airdrop Coffee Company, right? Because um, yeah. he did a lot of the, you know, pushing loads out of the back of aircraft and stuff right Right. so um so he it inspired him to create airdrop coffee and you know it's amazing how you start tying all these little pieces together yes right through your life or previous career or like a lot of people led partial corporate lives and all this stuff and all these little shreds i look at it like those little pull tabs like you go into the the uh like the boards in Costco or something, right? You can pull a tab with the number to get a new puppy, right? (laughs) Life is just full of these pull tabs, right? Mm -hmm. And they just lead us to to where we hope is the right place to go. And, you know, that's the beauty behind entrepreneurship, right? Because it it can take you just wherever you want to go. And, you know, it's like a, a ship out in the ocean without a sail at times, right? This is good mm-hmm. and bad and ugly and punch you in the face and kick you in the nuts and right. you know, yeah, <laughs> here right. and there. But man, it sure is a lot of fun. I got to tell you. Sure. I love it. I, yeah. I love all the good and the bad together. Mm-hmm. Agreed. My friend Paul says it this way, is meaning is forged, not found. See, could we can come along and pick up some meaning off of the ground that somebody else left there, and we might be able to find some value in it. But the meaning that he had to do internally to look at the skill sets he developed as a logistics officer to generate airdrop coffee that provides great value now to his clients, that was internal. That's bespoke. And to look at each one of our journeys, each one of us here, and to find that meaning internally, yes, somebody else can tell you, I think you're great at A, P, and C, and that helps us get out of the blind spot, right? The blind spot is something mm-hmm. we can't see. We need somebody else to come and say, <clears throat> I know you're doing this, but did you ever know that you're fantastic at D, E, and F? I never knew that. 
And so to have that close group of friends to help you along the journey, or maybe we're in a blind spot and they can lovingly help provide and uncover and unearth that meaning to go, okay, now this is connecting with the direction I want to go. Yeah. 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 I call it superpowers. That's my sure. thing. Absolutely. Super, yes. I believe we all have three, maybe four at max things that are absolutely superpowers. Right. And because we can all be generalists to some degree, we've all lived life. We've all done lots of things. We've all done this and that, but we all have three or four things that we can do really, really well. And sometimes it's finding those three or four things that are the challenge in itself. Agreed. Yeah. It's like framing. We all do it. It's like finding a beautiful masterpiece picture shoved inside of a crummy frame. (laughs) Right? So... We can feel that metaphorically sometimes, and so many times people want to change the picture, but the picture's not the problem. It's the frame that we're existing in at that point. Yeah. And to break out of that and to find the superpowers that are maybe laying dormant or not within the playing field for those superpowers to be exercised and to come to light. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. It's, a, it's a wonderful way to look at that for sure. So, mm-hmm. so onward in your journey, right? Yeah. You had the military part of it. Mm-hmm. which is a huge part of your life and mine both, right? And then then you had to make that transition, right? Did you find that transition like extremely difficult or did you just kind of flow in and take off? It was difficult. I left without knowing what lily pad I was going to jump to. Yeah. I yeah. did not know. It was it was taking a leap and building the airplane on the way down. Yeah. So, no, I, I did not know. But I had friends that worked at Boeing or friends that worked at Amazon. And so that's the initial over coffee thinking, I can call them up. And I did. Mm-hmm. But that didn't work. The doors closed. <clears throat> I'd asked for the doors to be open and the doors would be closed and those doors closed. And I'm like, what in the world? Um, yeah, I had a classmate out of the academies working at Boeing and they have this job and it fits within my skill sets coming out of the Air Force and it works with the resume. And Tony down the hall and he's a grad and he's a pilot he's going to be doing the interview i'll bet you call you next tuesday start getting your questions together it's all going to be good covid what corona what never heard of this right right so the interview doesn't go it's pushed two weeks three weeks four weeks then the job disappeared like what in the world so all these doors that would close but it got back to exactly what you were talking about is what's your skill set. So I developed some, I got some certifications in the Air Force that I kind of had on the side. So then I reached out and like, well, maybe I can branch out on my own. Holy cow, that's a crowded space. But I called a company up, started to become an instructor contractor for them. And that began the journey. Mm-hmm. And then, wow, I really enjoy this. I'm flying around the country. I'm teaching different organizations, skill sets, helping them have their aha moments finding massive uh, savings or uh, uh, improving processes. So like one company, they took a process from seven hours to five minutes. Wow. Company I helped find a $63,000 savings in 30 minutes. And they're bringing massive projects to six figure problems, a couple of them, seven figure problems. And we're able to put together the skill sets for them to truly walk that path, empowering them to find those savings. And it was 
oh my goodness, this is wonderful. I think I'll do more of this. Thank you very much. Yeah. And so that's led to other companies that I've been working with since and and, and it's grown and expanded from there. Yeah, it's right. great. Beautiful, man. That's awesome. Well, you know, I mean, there was a lot of lessons in what we just learned here, but but for our hard-headed group that maybe didn't catch them along the way here, um, if you had a couple of like go-to pieces of advice that you would give to, say, a young veteran coming up that's going to start a business or a new founder or hell, even an old dog like us, right? Um, what are some a couple of go-to things that you think are important to help somebody avoid a few arrows in the back? Got it. First off, Simon Sinek talks about this, the finite versus the infinite game. Sometimes we think it's finite, whatever we're doing. And it might be too. Most of the game that we play is infinite. So understanding that. Number two, understanding the environment that we work in. There's kind and wicked environments. A kind environment is learning how to play chess or tennis to that degree. The earlier they start, the better I'll get. I need to start early to learn how to play the violin or play chess or what have you. Mm -hmm. And if I start late in life, I feel that I'm behind. That's a kind environment that the more I practice it, the better I'll get. But most of life is in a wicked environment, like an emergency room physician. You don't know what's going to be coming in the door. And sometimes what you learned previously in medical school might actually hinder you. Or the firefighter, like David Epstein writes about, where what you learn in a house fire might really be detrimental and life-threatening in a superstructure fire. Mm -hmm. So understanding the difference between the kind and wicked environments, most of us work in an infinite game within a wicked environment. But with the military and as an entrepreneur, we have the skill sets that can come out of their dormancy and they can be the circuit breakers to know we're not just on a one lane. I went to school, I learned this, I'm an MBA, I did this. And if I apply A, B, and C, I'll get this result. You may not. And so I'm certain that things that you've learned and things that you did in the military, there was no script for it. You just, it, it, you had to think about it on the way down. You think about Sully mm-hmm. putting down the airliner, right? In the, in the Hudson River, there was no script for that, but I have to think along the way, these circuit breakers of the skill sets that we have along the way and knowing that you probably have those, they might just be dormant and to bring those to light. So infinite, right? And then in a wicked environment, that's to, Another one is just hell yeah and no. <laughs> is what I mean by that. I know exactly what you mean, but I'll let you tell it. <laughs> yeah, Derek, Derek Sivers talks about this in his blog. You can feel too scattered and appreciate new philosophy. If what I'm looking at doesn't give you the wow, this could be amazing. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Then his answer is no. Right? Don't, don't, say, don't say yes to the things in the middle. Yeah. Saying yes to less is the way out. So it's that hell yes and no. And I guess the third thing is, does this feel expansive? Does this opportunity feel expansive to me? And if not, it's along those same lines, then it's a no. It it, it doesn't need to be two miles wide and an inch deep. Look at what your skill says is. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to the people who know you that perhaps there's a blind spot lovingly and to help you go, I I would would pursue this this direction here. But don't get locked into that. Try this. And if I need to change, go for, again, it's not always up and to the right. It might be muddy. It might be down. It might be sideways. That's okay. But it can lead you to where you're at. And a final point, you know, John Maxwell, great speaker. He'd been on stage and he's talking to a group and there's a break there. And this guy comes up and says, 
Well, I'd sure like to do what you do, just sitting on stage in a you know on a stool talking to a you know crowded auditorium. Okay, you want to do what I do? Are you willing to do what I did? Hmm, that's something different. We can mm -hmm. see on social media the bright shiny at the end. Social media lies. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. And that's what entrepreneurship love to do it. Oh, there's some unknowns in their middle. It's okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Tie yourself into like great allies you can find in the war room and on these podcasts that can help you navigate those forensics and, and come to light in that better chapter where you really want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how, you know, I had Gary V one time. He said, he said, you know, everybody sees me today for who I am, but not the seven years it took me to get here. Mm-hmm. Right. So now he has thousands and thousands of people comment on his posts and all this stuff, but that just didn't happen overnight. No. <laughs> I mean, that took years and years and years for that stuff to happen and a lot of dedication to make stuff happen. And, you know, one thing I always like to tell entrepreneurs is anything in business, get to know as fast as you can. Get to the word no as fast as possible, right? Because time is money and money loves speed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, get, so get to know really fast. And that way, because uh, yes might take a little bit longer, right? So, so get to the no and get the no out of the way. Because a lot of times no just means not right now. Correct. Exactly. So, so that's... Uh, you know, kind of one of the things I live by in the sales world, because I truly believe every CEO should be the best salesperson of their company, right? So if you can't sell it, how the hell is anybody else going to sell it? Right? <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and uh, my neighbor, he's one of the previous uh, CEOs of Oracle. And every Monday night I go over to his house and we have a shot of bourbon and and have a cigar and last night we watched uh cu beat duke the women's basketball beat duke 20 some years since they've done it um but you know he always like lays these little trails of business nuggets right when it comes to a lot of stuff like that and he goes you know what you wouldn't think as the ceo of oracle i was out selling but I woke up every day selling Oracle, right? So, you know, we have to put ourselves in the mindset of, I mean, we are actually the best salespeople for our business. That doesn't mean you don't have a biz dev team and all that kind of stuff. But, but you know, you're out, you're the wolf in three feet of snow carving path, Right. And then everybody else gets to come behind you all softly and nice and <laughs> path blazed, right? <laughs> so we all have to be that. And, you know, so there's a lot of lessons to be learned from, you know, those three things that you just talked about. And I hope the audience grasped it well enough uh, to get it because it's, it's complex, really if you put some real thought into some of this stuff, they're very complex. And, and to break all that down, there's like subcategories just within those things, right? Correct. 
it's not just cut and dry words. Words mean things, man. And, you know, we have to be able to dissect those things and then put them in their parts and layers and process and, and all those things to get the best outcome. So, so thank you for that. Um, I hope the audience really got something great out of what you talked about. Um, how, how do people get a hold of you? How do you want people to try to connect with you? They can connect with me at my website, benmorley.com. That's B-E-N-M-O-R-L-E-Y.com. I can be emailed at ben at benmorley.net. Uh, I have my podcast, Achieving Clarity Podcast, where people can cool. listen and also do more. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well, nice. too. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, hey, to kind of close things out, Ben... The million dollar question for all the money in the world and all the coins and gold in the world of Fort Knox, right? Uh, you know, I like to ask if you could have invited anybody, dead or alive, any point in time, uh, uh, who would have you loved either been here to just listen or participate either way and why them? Love to have a shot of bourbon on a Monday night at your neighbor's house with Winston Churchill. <laughs> there you go. Right? Because <laughs> in history, be it military, political, or business, there are strategists and there are tacticians. Mm -hmm. These successful leaders have foundational understandings of the role they play as strategists for the organization. Conversely, the failed organizations usually contain the forensics of leaders who got these roles reversed thinking they were tacticians when, in fact, they were strategists. And Churchill got that right. And broadly, he would teach tight on the target but loose on the controls as we look at the war. Mm. Tight on the target, we're going to bomb here, but then loose on the controls, he let the generals run it. We hired the generals in because they're smarter than I am. And as the business grows, we aren't called to do all 27 or 32 things. Understand the role as we move forward from the journey into strategists, using other people who are smarter than us to put up the drywall or fix the plumbing mm -hmm. or, right? And understand right. I'm tight on the target, but loose on the control so you can help lead the vision with the company. And quickly, there's a difference between values and culture. Values are our belief, but culture is our behavior. So we can state whatever we want on our webpage or as an, I'm an entrepreneur going forward, but if the waitress is rude or the food is cold. It doesn't matter what it says on the website. Culture matters so much more. Culture is our behavior, values, our beliefs. So when the two match up, that's when your organization goes from good to outstanding. Yeah. doesn't matter what your values are. We need to get around you to see, do you emulate those values? That's how we find out is through culture. And when you do so, you will provide great value and be a wonderful, successful entrepreneur. Yep, that's very true. Uh, as a lot of people reference the term OPM, other people's money, mm -hmm. I I like the the word OPS, other people's skills, right? Because um, those are just as leverageable as money, and a lot of times can lead to far more than OPM. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, well, man, Ben, thank you for being here today. You know, I. We all have the same 168 every week. Thanks for stopping by and taking 40 minutes of your time today. 
to, uh, you know, drop some good truth bombs and value bombs on the audience. Really appreciate it. And uh, as always, man, as another veteran, just keep killing it, man. Thanks, brother. You too. All right. Cheers. Cheers. See you. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.